Shalom, we're back with the Masechet. So the Daf test today's Daf discusses Mido Kenegan Mido in history, and specifically by a Soita, how Hashem holds back the punishment from kings until they will be entirely obliterated. Discuss how the Maaseh Del Yedei David and Moshe were unable to be affected by the Goyim, by the enemies. We learn what happens to people who take what's not theirs, or they lose what they already have. And regarding the Saita, how her Yerech is affected before her Betan, or vice versa. We learn about different cases in Tanakh of Midah Kenegad Midah. And we discuss Shimshon and the effects of Delilah on him. The Gemara begins with the Riyasif telling us that even though we don't have the Dal of Misa's Bezdin anymore, it's not really Batel. I, it is Batel. Yeah, well, we don't give, we don't dealt out the death sentence of the Dal of Misa's, but if someone has Chayv Skila, he'll fall off a roof or uh, an animal will, will trample him. If someone's Chayv Sreifa, he'll either um, be caught in a fire or a snake will bite him. If someone is Chayv Hariga, he'll either be given over to the government or trapped by gangsters by Liston. In that fashion, if someone is Chayv Chanika, he'll either drown or have this death of Saruchni, which is a choking form of a death in the vein of Chanika. Rebbe said in a Brisa, how do we know that there's a concept of Midah Kenegamidah? What's the source of that? He brings the Pasuk of Besesah, Beshochot to Rivena. The Gemara says that's only talking about a saw, a very big form for big punishments. I don't even know for the little things that are also midikadagadmida. At the Pasuk says, Ki cholsoin suan berosh. How do we know that Hashem gathers up every little puta, every little bit to turn into a, quite a large account? That's what the Pasuk says. Achas l'achas He makes a cheshbon out of all the little things. We find midikadagadmida by the saita. In what sense? Well, she stood at the door of her house to make people see her. So we stand there at the door of Sharnikanar for people to see her embarrassment, her disgrace. She put on beautiful headbands. We take off her headband, put on makeup to make her face beautiful, and her face will turn green. She put on uh, eye makeup, her eyes will pop out. She braided her hair. Nikoyan undoes her hair. She gestured with her fingers. Her fingernails will be removed. They'll fall out. She put on fancy belts. Nikoyan brings this coarse rope to tie on her clothing. She put forward her yerech. Her yerech is going to fall. She accepted him with her stomach. So her stomach will employed, implode. She fed him fancy foods. To entice the man, her carbon is brought from animal food, from barley. He gave to drink from fancy wine in fancy cups. They gave her to drink bitter water in Klicheres. She tried doing the Avera Beseser. The Yoshev Beseser Hashem will now face her. Pasuk says, Others say that. She tried doing it besaser. Her court case will be done in public. The pasuk says the chasa sino the mason tigale raosoy bekahal. 
point I ask, it sounds like in our Mida Kineged Mida Drasha, we had extra psokim. Once we learn that all the mitzvah the add up into a big chajban, why do we need the pasuk of kichol so'in so'in birash? Not just adding up as a chajban. But once we know that from kichol so'in so'in birash, why do we need sa'asa b'sholcha to rivna? That's to teach us Rav Chinnon about Papa, Chananya about Papa's halacha. He taught us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu only pays back a nation at the point when he can he they deserve to be sent away wiped out Omar says is that true Rava says there were three kosis in the dream of the Sarah Mashkim. what were the three cups connected one was for the downfall of Mitzrayim by Moshe one was for the downfall with Pare and one was for them to drink with their friends by Moshe Mashiach Moshe, Nebuchadnezzar, and Mashiach are three different times when, Mitz- when Mitzrayim is being knocked out. I thought it all gets knocked out in one shot, and Hashem waits for the final annihilation. And you can't see that the first two were just leading up to Yemais Mashiach. The Bible says, Yehuda tells us that there was a ger named Minimin. He was a an Egyptian, a Mitzri ger, father of Rabbi Akiva said that he is a first-generation Mitzri. He's going to marry a first-generation Mitzri. His children will be second-generation Mitzri. If his child also marries a second-generation Mitzri, then his, then his grandchildren will be able to marry Yidin because they'll be three generations in. They'll be able to come at Lavi Hashem. But you see that just because the Paroi fell, the din of a Mitzri still applies. Mitzrayim is still around. That's why we have to answer like of Chimna Bar Papa. That Hakadosh Baruch Hu doesn't pay back kings specifically until they're ready to be obliterated. A nation that can come in waves. Next, Rav Chinnah Bar Papa learns from the pasuk Ki Ani Hashem Lo Yisonisi Vatem Ben Yaakov Lo Kilisan. Hashem says, "When I destroy the other nations, I'm going to wipe them out. Nothing will be left but by Ben Yaakov. When I wipe out half, the other half will thrive. When Europe was destroyed, America started growing." Nuna tells us, Hashem doesn't pay back people until they fully deserve it. He waits. The Pasuk says, He said, It's not Nova Sehila, it's Neve Sehila. It's referring to Moshe and David, whose enemies were not able to affect their products, their mycin. Over the Pasuk says, Tovu Baretz Shorel, that his gates were never destroyed by Moshe, it says. The original Mishkan that Moshe bought, uh, built, was never destroyed. It was uh, buried when the Mesamekdash was built. Where was it buried? It was buried under the Heichol. Enemies were never allowed to, able to get Hanah from their work. Those who lived lives that were Everlasting, the products were also everlasting. David never slept. Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Har Sinai forty days, forty nights without eating and drinking. Their products last forever. Rebbe used to come back every Friday night Mikdash for his family. He lived an everlasting life, so his Mishnayos lasts forever. Next, the Gemara says, Asaita looked, let her eyes wander to something which wasn't for her, and she ended up losing what was for her. She lost her own husband, and 
we can learn from her that anybody who looks for something beyond what's, what's theirs will lose what is coming to them. We see this with the, with the original Nachash. He wanted Chava, something which wasn't someone which wasn't his. He lost what was his right until that point. Kaddish Baruch Hu told the Nachash, I wanted you to be the king of all the behemoths and chayas, but now you're going to be the most cursed to Arur who mikol behemoth mikol chaya hasodeh. I wanted to make you stand up straight. Now you're going to have to walk around on your belly. I wanted you to be able to eat human food, but now you're going to be eating dirt. Famous Yushayarim, that he's never going to need a daven. He won't have that relationship. Repartus Yosef says that Chemda, the need of desire, is the Tam HaChayim, and the Nachash doesn't ne- never needs to desire anything because he's always going to have that dirt. He's never going to experience Chemda. And Nachash thought, I'm going to kill Adam and marry Chava. We see this with Kayin as well, with Koyrach, with Bilam, Doyeg, Achitoifel, Gechaziav, Sholem, Adonio, Uzio, Homon. They all tried getting things which did not belong to them, and they lost what they already had. And we said back in the Soita, in the base of Mikdash, that the punishment begins with her Yerech, with her thigh, and then goes to her stomach. But where do we get that from? It can't be from the Pasuk, but says Hashem es Yirechayich noifeles ve'es botnech tzoveh. Just because the Pasuk says Yirechayich first, we have another Pasuk that says, V'tzov sabitnov enough l'yirechah, it says beten first. How do you know that the Yerech gets hit first? So Abayi says that the curse of the Saita first lands on the Yerech and then on the stomach. But the waters, that goes in the, the damages in the way that the digestive system works. First the stomach and then the Yerech. Ah, by the Pasuk, it also says, uh, Beten first, let's voice Beten, V'nofel Yerech. Sounds like the curse also goes on the stomach first. No, that's the Pasuk telling us that the Koyin should announce that even though the curse first goes on the Yerech, that her stomach will be affected first so that people won't be mighty laz on the Mehamorim, that they're working backwards, even though it's incredible, but it's very easy for people to avoid Amuna. And now we go back into the Mishnah. And we learn that Shimshon, he also went after his eyes. The Kenegad Mida, his eyes were popped out by the, uh, gouged by the Plishtim. The Pasuk says, Shalom, he had gaiva when it came to his hair, so he ended up being hung by his hair. That was his death. Because he was with 10 of his father's Pilakshim, and he stole 10. And therefore, he, Mida Kenegad Mida, got 10 spears pierced him. The Pasuk says, Since he did two thieves, uh, th- thieveries, two thefts, he stole his father's heart, the heart of Bezdin and the leave of Klai Yisrael to convince him, convince them all to follow him instead of Dovr Melech. Therefore, he also got three other weapons killing him. The Pasuk says, this also works towards the positive when it comes to Miriam. She waited for Moshe Rabbeinu when they put him as a baby in the, in the Ne'ilus for one hour. The Pasuk says, Israel, waited for her for seven days in the Midbar. When she had Saras. 
Yosef, he was to bury his father, but not his brothers. He was the godal of his brothers. Like the says, Vayal Yosef Likvoras Ovil, Vayal Imoigam Rechev Yosef. He ended up getting the burial by the greatest of Kaisrov from Moshe Rabbeinu, Vayikach Moshe Satmus Yosef Imoy. And Moshe himself, he was buried by the Rabbeinu Shalalam, Vayikbar Yosef Begai. Truth is, the Mishnah says this applies to all tzaddikim that the Rabbeinu Shalom buries. Vahilech Lefanecha, Sidkecha, Kavoyd Hashem Yosef. Hashem gathers you and Hashem takes care of the Kavur of tzaddikim. Gemara, we learn. Shimshon's eyes rebelled. The pasuk says, "Vayemer Shimshon alavev oisa kachli kihi yeshara beinai." He wanted to marry a pushti girl, and that's why the pushtim gouged out his eyes. The pasuk says, "Vechazu pushtim einak l'seinav." The Gemara says, "Did he really go after his eyes when he married the pushtim?" The pasuk says, "Vavav imar leyodu kimi Hashem hu." He was doing it. Hashem shonayev. The Gemara answers, "It was complicated." He still did it with some concoction of Mehashem uh, and following his eyes. In the Brisa, Rebbe says, at the beginning of Shimshon's stakes were in Aza, and therefore he was struck down in Aza. First it says, and we see his downfall in Aza, and it's true, after that they took him to Timna, but the beginning of his kilkul was an Azah. After that, Shimshon went and fell in love with a woman from Nachal Soirik, and her name was Delila. The Brisa Rebbe tells us that even if her name wasn't Delila, it's a it's an appropriate name for this woman because Delila is a lesson of weakening because she weakened his strength, his heart, and his actions. She weakened his strength. The Apostle says, "Ve'yasar koychay me'alav." She weakened his heart. The pasuk says, "Vateva delila kihige koychoi," and it says, "Vayoser koychoi me'alav." She weakened his heart. The pasuk says, "Vateva delila kihige lo es." Ah, skip the line. "Vateva delila kihige lo es kol liboi." She weakened his ma'isim. You know, actually left. Shimshon when she cut off his hair. The pasuk says, "Vehu lo yodaki Hashem sor me'alav." Now. The Gemara asks, how did Delilah know that he was telling the truth, that he was actually weakened? First couple of times he uh, he biffed and uh, he said he was weak, but actually he was incredibly strong. How did she know? So Reb Hanan tells us, you could tell when someone's saying the truth. He was saying fit with the rest of the narrative. Second answer is that Delilah knew that he was telling the truth. Abaya says it's because she knew that a tzaddik would never say shame shemaim levatola. And over here, Shimshon said, Nozer Eloi Kim Oni. No, he was saying the truth. The Pasuk by Delila says, What was this doichek and sukkah that she did to him? Yitzchak says from Rabbi Ami that when they finished Bia, she would pull herself out from under him. Shimshon's parents don't be involved with anything of Nazirus. So don't eat anything Tome. Like, what do you mean? You think that these Firma Yidin were eating Tuma until now? These are Shimshon's parents. No, it's like Rabbi Ami says that what he was saying is don't do anything. Don't eat anything, even even though you aren't going to be the Nazir, 
since you're going to be raising Shimshon, stay away from any nausea products. If you want to start someone in the house with a diet, everyone has to do the diet. Otherwise, they can eat the cookies. You can't have any wine. You can't have any tomei. You can't have any vorim tomei. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.